You're having a threesome with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers. And now, it's complicated. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. And I am Rob. So you know how you ask your friends where you should take your first date? What on earth this text means? And if it's okay to post a certain pic on the socials? Well, that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Welcome to our village, and you should be pumped to be here because we are bringing you expert guests who are filled with all the answers that will take some of the guessing out of the game. Make sure you subscribe and share our podcast with your friends so we can help the village grow even bigger. You can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods, and don't forget to tell a friend. Fighting sucks but everyone does it. No matter how perfect your pics look on Instagram, we know you and your partner are probably fighting about whose turn it is to unload the dishwasher. And if you're not fighting at all, then hello, that is a problem too. So do you guys have any memorable fights you've been in? And if so, what was the takeaway from it? Yeah. Okay. I, this comes to mind because obviously James and I have been together for a while. So we have our moments of like where we disagree and then we don't align communication. So like basically the argument is about the thing that we're arguing about is like less annoying than the fact that we're not aligning on communication, which is I think pretty normal. It's not like horrible, but it's just, there's, you know, he doesn't hear what I'm saying and I don't hear what he was. It's a whole thing. Anyway, it's, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus problem. But when James and I were first together, we had an argument. I think it was like our first argument and he got super annoyed and was like, you know what? Fuck you. And I was like, excuse me? Those are fighting words for sure. And I made a very clear boundary after that because I'm sure he has been in relationships where that was just whatever, but I don't do that. I don't name call and I don't like yell and I don't say things like that, like fuck you or you're a dick or whatever. So, um, you know, I don't know though if fuck you is as bad as like, you're a bitch. Do you know what I mean? Like being like, if I said fuck you to somebody, I say fuck you to every, I mean, I'm from Philly. It's in my fucking language. (laughs) Me too. Me too. But, but if I say fuck you, that means I'm really like I'm really upset and I want you to know how upset I am. But if I'm like fuck you, you bitch, yeah, that's a whole different thing. Right. Well, for me, it was a boundary. It is a boundary, and it's never, ever, ever happened again. And I've never done it. So mm. and he's never said it again. But I think that's he's thought it. He, yeah, I'm sure a hundred percent. Oh, so have <laughs> I. I've been like, yeah. wow, that was an asshole thing to say, but I never going to say it. So it just, you can't go back. You can't take your words back. So I'm very like specific about that. So anyway, but yeah, basically what I learned from it was my boundary is no name calling, no swearing like that, or no like yelling or that's my boundary in an argument. Rob. Yeah. <sighs> this is a tough one for me guys, because like, I, I grew up in a household that was very yelly, very screamy. Like that's the way people communicated in my house. My dad was from South Georgia and he was a three-time Vietnam vet who was crazy. And my mom was raised, it was an Armenian from Philly. Like it was just like very passionate people, but you know, they hated it. They stayed together, but they hated each other. So my mom would talk shit about my dad in the kitchen. My dad would talk shit about my mom in the living room. And then like, we just had to go in between. I had friends whose parents were divorced and I was like, you guys are lucky. But like, I only know them from screaming at each other. 
So when I communicate, like my anger level is, is pretty high, you know, and I've been working on it, meditating. I've definitely been bringing it down, but in my, and I haven't had a relationship since COVID, right? So I don't know if I'm still reacting like that, but I've been doing a lot of work on myself since COVID. So I hope I don't, but I, I have a mean tongue and I'll be the first one to admit that. Like if I'm angry or somebody's pissing me off, I will tell you what is on my mind in that moment. So I'll be a fuck you person. Do you know what I mean? And I'll be, I won't call you a bitch. I won't call you names to hurt you. So you have a boundary. I, and I think you should be able to say what you're saying in that moment, but I think there is a emotion management of emotions that needs well, to Well, here's, here's what my, what I've learned from it is that I do like, I, I have friends that are like six, five and like two fifty. They're like, dude, when you get scared, I'm, when you get angry, I'm scared. You know what I mean? Cause my, I have that little, my eye twitch thing that my dad had, but like I, what I've learned is, and I think I told you girls, this is that I, whenever I got a new girlfriend, I'm in therapy now anyway, but the plan was always to go back to my therapist when I decided to be in a committed relationship again, because I needed to say, I needed to hold these things in, but then also say them to somebody and then find out what the reaction is. So my plan was to get a girlfriend say, okay, yeah, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. And then turn around and be like, doop, 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 doop. hello, doctor, so-and-so. And then set up sessions so that when, so when the girlfriend's pissing me off, I can be like, I have thoughts about that and then write them down and then tell my therapist and be like, here's what I wanted to say. Can I say that? Can I not say that? Yeah. So, but I'm not, uh, you guys are both in relationships and are dealing with that kind of stuff now. Um, I, I'm not, so I don't know how I am, but hopefully not like that anymore. Jen. Well, I used to um, be in a relationship where we fought all the time because we wanted different things. So instead of talking about what we wanted and deciding if the relationship worked for either of us, we stayed in it and fought through it. Um, And the fighting that would ensue was just madness. I think I grew up kind of like you, Rob, where my parents would say really nasty things to each other. They loved each other, though, and but they just didn't have the tools to fight or communicate properly and get to also conflict resolution, which I think is huge. Um, That was what was missing. I think they thought that like unconditional love is just part of marriage and you can treat each other like shit and you it's for better or worse. And everyone around you just has to deal with it because this is a part of life. Like no one came to me the next day and was like, we shouldn't communicate this way. This is bad. You shouldn't talk to somebody like this. So for a while I thought that like, that's what was like, okay. And acceptable. That's just part of love and unconditional love. So anyway, when I was in this shitty relationship, I thought, you know, for a minute that was the case. And then I was like, wait a second. I feel like I'm defending my character a lot. And it's for things that I shouldn't have to like asking to go on a date night or be included in like a friend event that everyone was invited to girls and guys, but I was not allowed to come to like, there were so many rules put on. I remember those. I remember those nights. (laughs) I'm sure. And then Lauren had to hear me cry about it. You saw me cry about it, Rob, in real time when I was like, you know, put baby in a corner and then Lauren had to hear me cry about it. But so it was just like this constant battle between like what I saw my parents do and what, I thought was right. And I remember your parents. Can I ask you, I'm sorry to interrupt, but were your parents similar? Like my Uh, parents are both passionate people where you're because it sounds like James and Lauren, Lauren, like James is a fuck you East coast guy. Right. 
And well, I'm a fu- listen, I am a fuck you Bay Area girl. I right. Say- I'm not saying you're not tough. I'm just saying that like or passionate. I'm just saying like your boundaries are like you don't say that. We don't talk to each other like that. You no, know, whereas where yeah. we come from, it's like, no, that's how you speak. You, so maybe you need an opposite. I'm just sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And I was just wondering. Well, so for like this relationship, when he would attack my character and say I was high maintenance and like all these things and I want too much. And I was like, holy hell, it like was one of those gaslighting situations. I didn't know that word at the time, but I would just sob because I lost my voice. He would tell me what I was. And no matter what I would say, it felt like I was always on the defensive and couldn't get a word in. And he was name calling and would scream and talk over me. So I would just sob and shut down. And I'm not a sobbing and shutting down kind of person. So it was just a really bad pattern we were in and super unhealthy. So what I got from that is like a couple things. I don't want somebody with a temper. I don't want somebody who's a poor communicator. I don't want somebody who fights unfairly in terms of like equality. And it was like their way or the highway. Like they always had the first and last word and no other words were allowed in between because like it was just by that person's rule. And then also don't, I don't want to go to sleep angry. I just want to solve it. And, you know, maybe the solve is like, we want to be together we're just not in the space right now to talk it through. Let's just, you know, kiss and go to sleep, but we'll deal with it in the morning. Listen, not every fight is going to be a let's kiss and go to sleep. You might be pissed at somebody and or I want to go for them. a walk. I right? was going to say, I wish that. But yeah. at, like, it's definitely. But you pulling the covers off the other person. You're like, oh, right. covers. Give me a good well, get your I leg off my thing- side. It's better than what I dealt with. I would write, I would definitely want to skew more to the other extreme than I was at. And actually I got in an argument, not an argument actually at all. Wasn't in anything last night with the guy. He just told me he was upset about something I said. It was like a really tasteless joke I made about like, he has a cat. And I was like, I purposely swiped left on people with cats. Like I tried to avoid this, like the plague. And here I am with a guy with a cat. My dog hates cats. Now we have to figure this out. And he was like, well, you don't have to. And I was like, well, now that I know that there are great guys with cats, maybe I missed a lot of great guys out there. And he did not like that I said that clearly. And I was joking and he knew I was joking, but like he walked me to my car and like said goodbye and it was really sweet. And then later he was like, okay, you're home safe. I just want to let you know what you said earlier upset me. Um, It was just hurtful and unnecessary. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then I like, I texted him. I'm sorry. And then I actually called him. I'm like, I don't want to say I'm sorry over a text. You're upset. I'm going to call you and tell you why, like I, how I feel badly about what I said. And I'll never do that again. Cause if I were in your shoes, I would be pissed and insecure and whatever. Yeah. So then he was like, well, I'm really tired. I actually don't want to talk on the phone right now. But then he called me later and was like, Oh, I don't want to leave you like unread or whatever they say on red because you deserve to be heard. So I'm not going to go to sleep and have you go to sleep without us talking just because I'm tired and don't feel like talking. Now you guys are fighting about whether you're going to talk about it or not. (laughs) That's what it was like. And it was really cute. And like, I'm that, that was like something I wanted to know how we would handle if we got into an argument. And like, obviously it was very, very minor, but the fact that both of us were like, let's just chat it out. Like, this isn't a big deal at all, but like, you have something to say and you have something to say. Let's talk about it. And we're both sorry for whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's what I got of it. And now I'll hopefully never fight like I did before and the world will be a better place. Yes. In theory. 
Let's hope so, because we all fight, guys. It doesn't matter what stage of the relationship we're in, it happens. And we want to talk about how to fight instead of how to avoid it, since avoiding it and not fighting is even worse, Like, right? So we are here to help with some tips on what not to say when you're in a fight and what to say instead, why you shouldn't name call, my, my pet peeve, and assume, even if they deserve it, like what that person might be thinking and why their words might mean what they mean, even though you don't know until you ask, how not to get defensive and why you shouldn't pretend you're, I'm fine when you're not, and when to just stop talking because at some yeah. point you have to just be like, good night. Yeah. Like Jen said, just kiss and go to bed and then yeah. pull the covers off each other. And yeah, we're not Right. We're not telling anybody to calm down, but when you're in a fight with your partner, you need to calm down. So what are some things that we can do to stay calm, cool and collected? Well, let's find out as we dive into Katie Kirk, Katie Kirk Media's article on the five things you should never say when fighting with your partner. So there's five main things that she has in this article, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that they are pretty straightforward. A lot of it's really easy to like. It, that's not ten. It's not like the ten commandments. It's not like a you know endless saga of things you can't do. It's five pretty easy things that we can all get behind. I but think. they're they're also a little so just like in like uh, like in your face. They're normal stuff that like it almost is like well duh. Do you know it's what I mean? That's logical. Simple. They're very simple things that when you read it, like just the titles of what not to say, you're like, okay, obviously. But when you really dive into it, it becomes a little more obvious as to why these specific examples shouldn't happen and what you should do instead. Because we can say till the cows come home, don't do this, don't do that. But what is the alternative? Well, we have these for you. Right. And so the also, first- there's we provide context as to why you shouldn't do these things. Not just like don't do what I say, not as I do. No, really, like don't do these things. Yeah. So the first one, the first one is avoid like like Lauren was just saying, avoid negative labels and name calling. So, I mean, yeah. that's it's just when you're call- I mean, you should outgrow that when you're you're purposely trying to hurt somebody when you do name calling, right? You're you're like no matter what they do to you, it sticks. It's like you're throwing shit back at them harder. A hundred percent. This is why I hate this because everyone's pissed off in a fight. I am just as mad as you are, motherfucker. I am just as fucking frustrated and annoyed as you. But I have a little bit of emotional management in my brain. I am not going to start name calling because then what are we even talking about anymore? Now we're just name calling and now I'm just saying things to piss you off and we're already pissed. Like I get it. Calm down, which I hate when people fucking say to me, but it's like, calm down, hold your emotions in like a normal, graceful area. Not like, don't tell me how you're feeling, but like, keep yourself on like your side of the street clean a little bit and talk to me about how you're feeling instead of just like, calling me names or whatever, because basically it's an impulse that you cannot control. It's unattractive. And then you're basically telling the other person that they're like less intelligent than you or they're whatever. And you know what? You're attacking a loved one, right? You're trying to make them feel bad about themselves. And after that, like it destroys intimacy and needing, wanting to connect with somebody because you just like, you can't leave that kind of shit unresolved. You can't not hear someone being like, you're a fucking bitch. You can't not hear that anymore. I can't. I don't wake up the next day. I'm like, 
okay, so now he thinks I'm a bitch? Cool. Well, yeah, also, they- it's like, who made anybody the arbiter of labels? Are you are you the label maker? Because also some <laughs> a person's writing the labels and the label maker, but like, is that person the right person? Can they spell when they make the labels and the label maker? Like, I don't know. So I think if we don't decide what somebody else is and label them that you don't have to apologize for that thing. Hopefully you don't mean when you wake up, but how could you not mean it if you said it, you obviously thought it came out of your mouth and there it was. And you are probably also, it's like characterizing them as something like when I was called high maintenance, I am not high maintenance. Maybe you could say I'm being a little high maintenance. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Instead of saying like, you're a bitch or you're a child, you're saying you're acting like a child, you know, like you can make the association. Or even better, this feels to me a little juvenile behavior, like juvenile behavior. Am I incorrect by thinking that? Could you see how I might think that? Or tell me that what you're doing is different. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. You know, right? it's funny because uh, uh, you, fucking TikTok, man. I mean, as much as you want to like hate it, like it teaches you so much. Just like but like. Show. I was listening to something about like psychological facts. And if somebody says something to you that's mean or rude and like, or hurtful, and then you ask them what they just said and make them say it again, they'll most likely take it back or not say it again or apologize for it. So if somebody's like, you're a bitch. You're like, I'm a what? What did you just call me? And if they say it again, then you'd be like, wait, one more time. Tell me what I am one more time. If they say it again, then you're like, okay, now you know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Now you have full responsibility or they'll be like, well, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean you're, you are, you are a bitch. I'm just angry. You know? And then you're okay. Now we're at emotion. You know, now we know what the emotion is that you're feeling instead of the name that you're calling. Exactly. And it's better to just say, I feel, and I mean, we learn this as children, but then forget it along the way. Cause we're dealing with people who are, you know, wildly screwed up by the world they are encountering every day and the things they're taught by other people's mess ups. But we're supposed to say, I feel. Because then it's a personal thing and not yeah, a, That's also hard to do when you're in this. this. Well, that kind of moves into the next that that kind of moves into the next thing too, Jen, which is a great point, is to like not spew assumptions. Okay? Because you can't sit and say, Well, you're doing this or you are like you can't you you're responsible for you in an argument. So you and you can't tell somebody either to piggyback on what you're saying, Jen, is you can't also say you're making me feel like I'm an asshole. No, nobody's making you feel anything. You're responsible for your own feelings. So you have to be, it's hard in an argument because you're emotional and you're probably talking over each other, but you really have to kind of stop and think before you speak because you cannot just let your impulse take control and be like, well, you're blah, 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 or you're, you know, or name call. You have to try to take a deep breath and like be careful with your words, I think, which is hard to do when you're mad. But like, yeah. oh, like, 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 like Taz was doing the other night, right? With like, I mean, I, if you said that to me in the house, I would have been like, okay, well, go fuck yourself. Go take your, your dog that hates cats like I fucking care and go, go take care of your dog. You know what I mean? Like, and swipe right on whoever else you want to. But the fact, but, and he could have, and he wasn't going to be like, I feel. Like that was hurtful totally. to my ego, but he might've said like, when you got home, like he did, he said, I don't like the, what, uh, like the way, what was said didn't make me feel good. What was said hurt my feelings. Right. So he's still br- like 
saying what was said, but then he's bringing it back to him, his feelings, right? hundred percent. He like the way he phrased it was like it was hurtful, and I totally agree with that. The way he handled it, and it's what we're saying right now. Like when you say somebody else did this thing to you, you're giving them way too much power. I also feel that way on the flip side with happiness and all of those things. Like. I won't even say to him, like, you make me happy. He doesn't make me happy. This relationship makes me happy because it's a pleasant one. Or I feel happy when I'm with you. Right, exactly. I'm really happy um, with the way things are going because that's more about what we're putting into this and what I feel just as a body in this relationship and my gut and all the things and, like, my homeostasis is not rattled. So I think – you – your homeo, do you grow plants on your what homeostasis? Shut up, Rob. Is that photosynthesis with yeah. homeostasis? It's, chlor- it's chlorophyll. No, it's amoeba. More like borophyll. Okay, all right. Very, very good, Billy Madison. I good one. Um, I would listen, listen, listen. I think this assumption thing also is like a big thing for a lot of couples because it's also saying like when you make up shit in your head that's going on. Mm-hmm. That like you, when you sit with yourself and you have one assumption about something, that photosynthesis comes and hits that and makes <laughs> that assumption grow a lot, right? Into an so, inner monologue that you're having in your oh head. Oh my God. And then you assume power. you know what they were thinking, what they were doing. You you assume like their intention, right? Or- and like they're always, their intention is never to, they're not out. Look, if you haven't talked to somebody all day and they're supposed to be texting you, your first ins- assumption is not that they're out there busy buying you presents and they ran their battery died. No, it's they're fucking somebody, right? Or or they're talking to somebody else or something else is going on where you're not as important as you should be. So it's, it's taking these assumptions, knowing that they're not facts, right? Mm -hmm. One thing I've learned recently, I think I've said this on this podcast is like, you can't stress about things that don't exist because they're 90% of the chance they'll never happen, right? You're stressing, stressing is when you have stress, you're worried about things in the future, that aren't here. The thing called Lauren, the oh, anticipatory anxiety. That anticipatory yeah, anxiety. I majored, I majored in that. Oh, you majored in <laughs> yeah. anticipatory anxiety. And I majored in biology um, of photosynthesis, homeostasis. I From think that. I have my master's in it by this point, but I have to wait to see how many more times I can anticipate anxiety and then have the anxiety and then ruin the moment. I mean, from um, all our guests that we've had on this show, Lauren, you should write six books and then just crown yourself an anticipatory anxiety coach or coach. Well, yeah. she's a master dater. A master anxiety anticipator. Okay, I, but so you know what I'm saying when I'm saying yeah. like like the, and then all of a sudden that person's in trouble for something they didn't do, and then yeah. digging yourself them out of that hole, even them themselves digging themselves out of that hole that they never they were never in is the hardest thing in the world because well, you're already setting them up to fail. And the the assumption thing too is think about this. It sounds so general and stupid, but you guys in the heat of an argument, you are making a broad assumption about what your partner is feeling in that moment about them in general, right? Like if they're whatever, not unloading the dishwasher enough and you're fighting about that, now you're making this broad assumption that they don't appreciate you because they're just think you're their slave and that you're just going to – you need that connecting dots that don't exist. And- do not keep score. Remember mm. that those things – do not are not you don't you didn't marry this person because they unloaded the dishwasher 
And it really doesn't make you feel like you're not appreciated, does it? It really doesn't. So stop doing that. It's a broad assumption based on that one particular moment. It's super unproductive. Do not do it. Your assumptions are not fucking facts, people, like you said, Rob. And the the instead of, right, like what we can do instead of is instead of making this assumption about this person, try to communicate what you are worried about. Okay, don't blame them and make an assumption. Say, hey, this is the story I'm telling myself that mm. this is what's going on. Is make it a joke. Threat? Yeah, is we can make it a joke. Be like, you know, I thought that you were out there having sex with 18 people today yeah. because you didn't text me back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and make it a joke. And then be like, no, I was only having sex with two. But Just also, at the same time, what, if you don't go to the joke side of things, because not everything probably allows for the the lighter stuff right, if you are right. dealing with a heated argument. But I think, like, to your point, Lauren, it's more saying, like, okay, this is what I'm seeing and this is what's upsetting me am I interpreting this incorrectly? Like I think uh, Taz, I guess if we're going to call him that still, could have said to me, hey, what I'm internalizing right now is that you'd actually rather see who else is out there. And now I'm feeling a little bit insecure about where we are because maybe there's a broader world out there that you could have been with and you you know, didn't need to land on me. He could have said that. He That might have been what he felt, but like either way, it didn't ask. It's just it. so easier said than done. You know what I mean? Like it's easy for us to be like, what you should do is take a step back, breathe, it, <laughs> make some incense well, in a little no, bowl guys, and honestly, burn it. It is hard to do, but I can assure you that if you just slow down and try not to talk over each other and listen and like, I don't do, this only happens like 20% of the time that James and I have a disagreement. But when we do this and we're conscious of it, it is very helpful to really just slow down, let that person speak, and then own all of your feelings and ask questions. Well, didn't somebody say like there's a thing where you can be like you can ha- have a rule where like in the middle of an argument, if you're really with somebody, you'd be like, look, here's the thing that I think will help. In the middle of the argument, if we get to a point where we're just it's just emotional, it's not cognitive, it's just emotional, we can just say time out, yes. five minute break. That's what five we're getting break. to. That is the fifth rule. So let's go to the to the not getting defensive thing, which is so fucking hard yeah. to do. But if you can stick to the rules above, you will not most likely get that defensive. If you're so this not is number calling, three. you're not blaming, you're right. not like assuming, right? You, it's less, more, it, you're not going to get that defensive probably. It's not a hundred percent, but it's going to happen less, right? Well, also, like, I think the, the whole thing about being defensive is that you feel like you're being attacked. But if you actually want to be with this person and have a relationship, then you shouldn't feel attacked because they're probably, in theory, if they follow all of the rules, operating from a place of wanting to make the relationship continue on by telling yep. you they're upset about something and bringing it to light so you can air but it. He, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be in the middle. Like, Taz got a defensive probably in his mind he he communicated it well but he probably got defensive that you were saying stuff about his cat you were saying stuff about swiping left you were saying stuff so he probably wanted he probably was getting defensive about things he loved right but he waited on it and said this is what's bothering me right it wasn't just you not being there but you're like my dog hates cats it's like okay i fucking love my cat 
Well, I actually, I could have gotten defensive in response. When he told me he was upset about something, I could have like lashed out back basically. But I'm saying it's not just in, it's not just the other person that it's not, it it could start that way. It could start that way. Well, a hundred percent. I think, you know, just being defensive in general is probably, as we know now, the wrong place to come from because why should you be defensive if both of your goal is to come to some sort of solution and hear each other out? Like no one should feel attacked. And this goes back to what Lauren was saying about keeping score. If you don't keep score, no one's the winner and no one's the loser and no one's being attacked. In theory, you are both just, um, you know, chatting about what's upsetting you and hearing the other person out and not attacking them for being upset with you about something you did. And in Jen's specific, particular situation, like when you're feeling blamed and attacked, it's hard not to feel defensive when you know you didn't mean to do what that person is feeling like you did. But the reason why Jen didn't become defensive is because Taz didn't come in there like, you know what? What you did was so rude. And I. Right. He, he wasn't he offensive. Was, right. He, the opposite he, of defensive he, is offensive. Exactly. Right. So he didn't come in offending her. Yeah, he wasn't exactly. being offensive. Right. And but so, he, yeah. 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 I think you just need to pay attention to your partner's words and take that in as information so you can kind of file away what bothers them. Right. Even if you can only really wrap your brain around like 10% of what they're saying as valid. And that is not to say that they're, you know, irrational people, but like, even if it only 10% of it makes sense to you because it's complicated and layered and you're not in their emotions, just validating some portion of it and taking responsibility for that, I assure you will let your partner feel like, okay, they hear me. I'm okay. I'm less mad. Now I'm not defensive. We get each other, whatever. Right. So just try to own, even if it's just a little portion of it, because nobody is solely responsible unless you're like fucking a murderer or something for an argument. Everybody plays a part. Well, speaking of murdering, I I think like the age old saying is like, if a woman says I'm fine, it means she's going to literally kill you in your sleep. Um, So people shouldn't say they're fine if they're not uh, because you might die. But when you are upset and the convo drags on and on and on, you might just want to like call it quits. But instead, like you said, Rob, the quit could be a timeout. So everybody knows this is not, you know, being dismissive. It's not saying you're wrong and I'm right. It's just, we're going in circles. Things are escalating. We're kind of losing sight of what the bigger issue is. Like what Lauren, you were saying that your fights sometimes start as one thing, but then the fight is actually about communication. Mm-hmm. So it takes on this whole other life and you're like, wait, how do we get here? I just want you yeah. to want to do the dishes. And so ultimately communicating again about where you stand will get you, you know, closer to, I think the resolution, it might not be a quick journey, but don't, you know, throw in the towel because it doesn't help anybody. Don't mask your like, you know, I'm fine. Cause a lot of we're yeah, the I'm fine. Like clearly that's a cliche, but even as like more complex as like, okay, all right, you know what? Let's just agree to disagree. Like I'm going to be the bigger person. Like that's all passive aggressive communication. It's going to come back and bite you in the ass later because what you're not doing is solving the problem. And if you can't get to a resolution in that argument, you can get to the next and last one, which is don't say anything, but we'll get there in a second, but you can't 
do the, I'm fine. I'm the bigger person. Don't mask your BS and like throwing in the towel as that, that thing. Cause it's not fair. Like you're just being passive aggressive. It's going to bite you in the ass cause it's not resolved. And instead what you can do is say, Hey, I feel hurt when this thing happened. Can you please do this thing next time? So you need to like be clear about what you want and give your partner the opportunity to come back and say if they can fulfill that need or not. And don't, don't and I hate, don't do this too. Don't do the, it, it's not okay. That is not okay. That yeah. is not okay. I hate yeah. that. It sounds oh, so, because it sounds so demeaning and like, it sounds like you're treating me like a child. 100%. And like, well, obviously, Obviously, what I'm doing, if I'm in an argument with you, I don't care about what the fuck you think is okay because this is an argument, right? So when you when you bring it up and say that's not okay, it's like, what do you do? I not get snacks for the rest of the day? You sitting in my fucking room? I will go to the principal's office. Like I fucking hate that too. It's so so patronizing. Don't yeah, say it like it's a, patronizing. It's exactly what it is. You can say I'm not agreeing with what you're doing right now. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not okay with what's happening, but that, that, that's not okay. This is not okay. It's like, go fuck yourself. And now I'm cursing again, you know? And I was like, don't tell me what the fuck is up. I, it's also like you're in an argument. So we're both saying things that might like cross a boundary. The goal is to not purposely name call somebody, but like, yeah, I mean, I kind of like, I kind of hate that too, because we're just trying to like, talk this out and we might mess up and trip. But unless you're like, unless someone's like, well, fuck you, you see you next Tuesday. Like that means clearly clearly that is not okay. But yeah, I mean, just the sheer act of like, that is not okay. Like we know we get it. Like usually when shit comes out of someone's mouth like that, they know it's not okay. They're doing it on purpose. So you don't need to like say that's not, okay. it's just, I agree. It's a stupid thing to say, but speaking of saying things, you guys, the last rule is don't say anything. And I know that sounds like, oh, what? So now I'm not supposed to talk? Yeah, that sounds like the opposite of everything we just t- did, like it's what not, just went it through. Comes, it, this, this rule comes into play when you get to a certain point. So if like you are so upset- about to yell at, You're about to say names. You're about, you got to the point where you're steam cartoon. That's not okay. Totally. You're a, you are trying to avoid getting defensive. You're trying to- you're just too upset to even consider any of these other rules above. You need to announce what you're doing, communicate, Hey, you know what? I need to take a break. I need to go for a walk. I need to meditate. I need to journal. I need to reset and come in with a calmer frame of mind, whatever, however you want to say it, just let them know that that's all you need to do. Just don't. And you know, and you need to go take time to calm down and come back where you can like another TikTok thing that I saw was that if people are talking and saying stuff to you and you just look at, you don't respond to them after they finish their sentence and you give them five seconds of just like eye contact, they will, they will start taking back what they said and try to like explain themselves more. Right. Like if you just look at them, if they say some shit and you don't say anything, you just look at them for five seconds and sit there, they'll be like, what, what? And then they'll feel like they have to do more and talk more and then they'll probably wind up apologizing or be like, well, this is why I feel this way. It'll be make it, make them more communicative in maybe a better way. It's also like sending somebody to their room. Like you're basically making them think about what they did wrong by not, uh, 
egging them on more, eggs them on even more because they want a reaction. But also I'm very curious, Rob, about what you envisioned happening if you were to get in an argument with this, you know, new significant other in your imagination that would come into your life, but you also could phone your therapist. Like, do you say, excuse me, I'm not going to say anything, girlfriend. I need to go phone my therapist. How would you have handled like leaving the situation to like diffuse it so you can seek other guidance? Well, this is what I was going to say about this whole podcast theme was that like, it's very informative and it's very um, adult and it's very good, but it's also a a lot of bullshit because people's emotions are so high that everything we're saying is kind of like in the heat of the moment to, to step back and think about this stuff that we're saying is so hard. It's, you know what I mean? Is, like when your passion's right and your temper's up and you're saying this and I'm saying that and blah, 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 blah. I, I try my last relationships. I've tried to like not yell, but the second they start yelling and I'm like, you're yelling, you're yelling, you're yelling. And then I'm like, I can yell too. Do you know what I mean? And then things like, kind of come up. But to answer your question, Jen, I would, I, I would hope that the, I, I would be like, okay, instead of saying, cause I wear everything on my sleeve, right? I say, I don't have that filter. Everything that comes in my brain goes right out. So that would, it wouldn't be me being like, hold why I go call my therapist and ask. It wouldn't be more of like, I'm not responding to this. I'm not engaging in this. I know how you're feeling. Great. I'm going to go think about how I feel write it down and probably think about it a lot, cool down and then ask my therapist if I, like what my reaction was going to be if I was in the right or wrong. Because a lot of the times I find the more I talk it out, like you'll get into an argument with your friends and then, or with your girlfriend or boyfriend. And then they'll be like, well, f- go fuck you. And that's not okay. And then like you, and then you guys go each other's ways and then you talk to your friends about it. And the more that you start talking about it and you talk it out, the more that you're like, well, I guess I see what, where they're coming from, or I guess I see why that happened. Or, you know what I mean? The more you talk about it, then you come back and you're like, can we talk? I'm sorry. I right. didn't mean to the do that. I should have realized you were doing this and this and this, and I should have right. realized that I wasn't giving you the affection you needed in this moment. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I think also it's, it's starting the pattern and practicing doing these things. It's not going to be, you know, if your normal inclination is to have a temper and fire, like you get really fiery, or if you're an avoidant personality or an anxious and like avoidant people don't want to talk right now and they need space and anxious people want to talk right now or they think you're going to abandon them and that the relationship is coming to an end. I think there's so many different elements in people's fighting styles that the idea in like that this is saying is try and do these things and get to a place where you don't get to the more escalated version of it. Also, what I noticed in this dynamic that I'm in is that we talked a lot about a lot of things up front. I think the cards again, tooting those cards horns, but like we talked a lot about fighting styles and what we've seen in the past on both sides and what we never want again. So because we communicated our boundaries with that and what triggers us and all of those things, we aligned on what we would want to have happen in the event we did fight. Because what you notice is like what we said in the beginning of this, if you don't fight at all, that's a problem in itself because you're not being real and you're hiding things from each other and you're brushing things under the rug that pile up and come out later in an explosion. Um, or you're sacrificing your soul and being somebody you're not. But if you 
get yourself into a relationship where you think this person is going to be perfect all the time. And then you see that they're a monster when they fight, but you're super deep into this relationship. Now, like, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to talk up front. You know, you don't have to play these damn cards, which we should be getting paid for advertising. (laughs) But like, you know, the idea of the cards is good where you have these conversations where you can say like, look, this is what's ruined my past relationships. This, this style of fighting, this is why it didn't work out, you know, that kind of thing. And in my next, when I go forward, I want, I just want somebody to be like, Hey, you're doing this. I tell all my girlfriends at the beginning, I'm like, listen, if you I have that post on my Instagram, on my real Instagram that says like, I match energy. So you go ahead and decide how we're going to act, you know? Ooh. So like, if I tell all the girls that I date, I'm like, if you sit me down and talk to me like an, like an adult, I will talk to you like an adult. You know what I mean? Well, I, I will. That's giving a lot of control away though. I mean, why? No, don't no, you- no. I'm just saying like, if you come at me, yeah, like as much as I, as much as like, I want to be practicing all these things, but if you come at me, I'm going to come at you the way you're coming at me at some point. Like, I'm not going to just sit there and take it, no, you know, but, that's where- but if you sit me down and say, here's what I'm feeling, here's this and this. Jen's experienced it eight times on this podcast where like, We've had a disagreement on the podcast and I call her afterwards and I'm like, hey, and she's like, okay, let's talk about that. You know what? I think that if you do this and I do this, that's right. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. There's no argument there because we came to a a resolution, you know, but if she, but if something happened and she came, started yelling at me on the phone, I would immediately start yelling back and matching that energy. Totally. And I, I hear that and I agree with you. You're not going to like be a doormat here. And these, this list of things is hard to do. It's not easy when you're in an argument and you have emotions flaring and you're fucking tired because you have two kids or you're hungover right. or um, other all these other situations or you've got a cat and somebody's got a dog. Like the things are you get all precious about things. a really pretentious dog. Apparently, but really, what <laughs> you need to just remember is just work on one thing. Just find one thing. Like if you're, I'm a yeller, I'm going to match your energy, but like, I don't want to match your energy like that. I want to keep my side of the street clean. That's when you don't say anything. So work on that. Don't say anything in that moment. Say I need to take a walk or whatever. And wait, you don't have to play these cards before your relationship. Like who's actually going to do that? Probably not very many people. So why don't you just wait until these milestones occur and try to have conversations after once you reflect on things. But I think that, realistically, yes, these things are hard to do, but I think you just pick one and you try and work on it and a new one will come up every time. And there are five easy things to remember. And when all else fails, don't say anything, take time to reflect and come back to it and talk about it when you're like, you know, talk to your therapist about it. Therapist. And, and the goal is Rob, honestly, like you said, I'm going to go talk to my friends about this and come back calm. The goal is to be able to talk like that, like you do with your friends in the discussion Mm. to be able to like put aside keeping score getting defensive yeah you wouldn't yell at your friends at a high pitch and scream and yell and throw things and hey you just and if they get to that point and that person can't control their anger that's when you step away but for the most part like your goal is to talk it out like you would with your friends and that's where you're trying to get to it's not going to be there 100 percent of the time but this list will help absolutely So moral of the story is uh, words can't be taken back, friends. So please be mindful because everyone's going to remember what you said, even if you backpedal. Yes. Yes. And keep tuning in to It's Complicated, where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff and probably not how to get defensive and how to calm down. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend. 
share this list with your partners because hey, that's a that's a nice hint to drop too. Hey, look at this fun list that I just found. Yeah, you can you can use this list instead of those damn cards, or you yeah. can turn these lists into cards. Whatever, who the fuck and, cares? And if you want to join the class of master daters and anticipatory anxiety people, don't forget mm. to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And Rob, where can they find you? They can find me at Forever Zevers, F O R E V E R S E V O R S on Instagram. And you can find me at Lauren Lee and Ellie on all the social meds. And Jen? You can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meds as well. And you can also find a link to our merch there or in the show notes. So get your shirts and sweatshirts, folks. We want to see the signs that you are master daters and listening to the podcast. So we will be back next week and hopefully you will be back with a sweatshirt. Thank you for listening to It's Complicated. And now that we're going steady, come back next week for another date with Jennifer Golden, Lauren Leonelli, and Rob Evers.